All right, before we get going today, I want to talk about surfing. And did you know surfing spread around the world thanks to America? But how many brands still make their surf apparel in the USA? Well, Birdwell Beach Bridges stays true to their roots by handcrafting their products in California to this day since 1961. In 1961, surf mom Carrie Birdwell Mann transformed her small Southern California home into a sewing room and store, launching Birdwell and creating one of California's first surf shops. Birdwell beach britches look as good today as they did when surfers first started wearing them in 1961. Maybe better. Outside Magazine calls them the 501s of the beach. I would totally agree with that. Birdwell began as a family company in 1961 and has outfitted multiple generations for surfers, lifeguards, and beachgoers the world over. A pair of birdies is often a cherished hand-me-down or gift from parent to child. Every pair of Birdwell beach britches is individually inspected to ensure the highest quality and is covered by a lifetime guarantee. That's right, folks. Your bathing suit is covered by a lifetime guarantee. If a seam, stitch, or grommet breaks, you send it back to the factory and they will fix it. To get 10% off your first Birdwell Beach Bridges purchase with lifetime guarantee and free shipping over $99, go to birdwell.com and use discount code SPIKE at checkout. That's discount code S-P-I-K-E at birdwell.com. Pick up your first pair of Birdwells and see why they've been an American icon since 1961. Let me tell you this, folks. I wear Birdwell britches when I go to the beach, and I love them. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Why do your balls no, need your ball. powder? Yeah, I never needed That's what, my uh, balls like, powder. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're not fat, so you probably don't <laughs> <laughs> Balls get sweaty sometimes. I mean, right? they get sweaty in the race car. Race car drivers yeah, but, but, but don't have, have sweaty need, balls. Have you needed a powder because of it? Maybe you don't know what you're missing. That's. I think that's. The Maybe problem. you haven't tried it, the so you don't realize the benefits. Have. I'm right. not. No, this no, is, I uh, this I is Spike's car radio. We're, we're talking about sweaty balls here. <laughs> probably, to be fair, we're talking about chassis, which is a car term. And you're listening to two IndyCar drivers, Alexander Rossi and James Hinchcliffe, and I'm here also with Matt Farah, who's introduced ball powder. To the room, and uh, listen, I'm a great pitch man. I'm fascinated by the conversation. <laughs> I was going to start the podcast and have an actual podcast, but why don't yeah. we talk about this? Talk about chassis. It's less about chassis, but why? Just do, why it's why necessary. do you need powder for your testicles? Do n- none of the three of you know no. what you're missing? I pr- I've, I've never tried it, but there's, I'm a, there's, a, there's a cooling <laughs> menthol thing that happens there. Now, <laughs> that, now you're worried. You didn't answer yeah, the question. Like Why that. do you need you like powder? That? That's that, like icy hot on your balls. That's what I was going to say. No, it's no, like it's a not, chemical not, reaction. Not remotely the level of an icy hot. No, no, we're not. It doesn't. The hot part doesn't let's, happen. Let's, let's start at the beginning of this, Matt, because I, I, I need, you know, these guys, they're in race cars, they're in suits, they right. sweat, but why. Why do you? I don't understand why you need ball powder. Explain to me this. I'm you look. I grew up in a medical family. It. It's not like. Well, what is like the situation that you're using it. ball powder? I mean, frankly, <laughs> and I've done a little know? bit. I've done this much race car driving. This okay. much. Okay. In slow cars, car, right. like like cars that would embarrass you guys. And I don't think my balls have ever been sweatier. Frankly, <laughs> I raced the 24 hours of VIR. Which is an endurance race. Yeah. You do a two-hour stint. You're avoiding a, the explanation part. In what? August. Have you ever been to Virginia but in why, August what in a is racing wrong, suit? 
Why can't you just your have balls be balls. sweaty? You can have well, sweaty they can, balls. or they could not. No, and but, so what? So you? Why put, can't your hair look crappy? And why can't but, you so, wear a, a Casio yeah, he, watch? He's and, saying why? Why? Why do you wear cologne? I yeah. no. I'm asking a question. Like, at what point do you put the powder no, on, I, and what does it do for the, you? I think the question is that. What, no, 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 guys. What, what, what drives you to go into CVS and ask for ball powder? No, no, no. no. Let, back this up. Dry. Okay. I mean, because I'm trying to, be, I'm trying to defend the listeners here, Matt. I want you to answer the question. Don't make me look crazy. I'm not making you look crazy. I'm genuinely – this is – you know, this reminds me of Howard Stern when he was using the baby wipes. And he was like, this is why I do this. I started right. using when I had kids and now it's easier. I find it better than toilet paper. I can see that perspective. What – and I'm asking you because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What does ball powder do for you? It – Keeps you a little drier down there. Okay, so it absorbs the sweat. It absorbs it. There's okay. a minty thing that happens. You can picture there's a minty. <laughs> is that a smell it's not or a taste? A, it's, not a, it's not a strong. It's a sensation. Oh, this is a good podcast. It's a menthol-y folks. sensation. So this, so it's combined comfort. with mesh shorts and a light ocean breeze. Does it? For something does it really stop? Delightful. Does it stop nice. itching? Not really. No. <laughs> Do you do, it improves do, the do, general situation? There's a cream for that. Does it, your yeah, fiance yeah. put it on for you, or this is? <laughs> oh, she no, she doesn't. Do you so, have a special brush, or do you just? <laughs> no, do, you, do you put it on before you get in the race car, or like once? Yeah, it's before, already, before so the stint, before pre- the stint. See, because yeah, yeah. I'm leading, before I'm going somewhere with this because these Can guys, you get there? Jesus, these guys race cars. <laughs> And, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. Like, you don't have bathroom breaks in race cars. And race cars run hot. Uh, Indy cars, do they have air conditioning in them at all? Air conditioning? They, do not. they, they got do nothing, not. right? There's, there's zero, right? Zero. So you're really sweating. Yes. So, Speaking of which, I'm glad the air conditioning is working in here today. Yeah. And by the way, we don't. We could use ball powder right <laughs> now, right? I'm sorry. I don't have samples to give out. So we're recording uh, tonight <laughs> at 6.30. And uh, the podcast one geniuses forgot to tell them we were going to be here. And, and they turned off the air conditioning. So go. God damn it. Well, but you bring up a great point is that in our cars, we do long races. And right. We have to hydrate a lot because yes. we do sweat a lot. You have a so drink you, bottle in your you, car, right? Yeah, you do, but you never want to use it because, like, the water in it's like 183 oh, degrees. Oh, yeah. It's like, really, yeah. I'm oh, about to pass it out. It sits emergency. beside the radiator. It's off. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a last resort thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so sometimes, you know, nature calls and you have to go. So what happens in that scenario if you're all powdered up down there? Is that too much? I don't recommend combining it with peeing in your suit. That's what so I'm saying. Wait, that, so that's you, something so you that just we have to do suit. sometimes. You yeah. don't I can't have possibly endorse see, that. See, here's the thing. That, no. I, you don't pee in the suit? You don't pee in your suit. No, Look, now, you're the you first don't. driver I've heard to, that says that. Everyone. You don't, and I don't. I've never done it. You've never done it. I would do it if I had to. If you and had I know to. many, oh, yeah. many, 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 so many then guys how do you, that do. So then how do you time it out? Wait, I have a question. Your balls are pretty cinched down. Yeah. How I mean I'd oh, find yeah, it hard even if, even if I wanted <laughs> no, to be I'd thing. find it hard. You can't do it under green. You can't do oh. it. Under green. Oh. It's got to be in the pits or it's a caution period normally. That makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, under caution. Everything's relaxed. That's when you. Oh, yeah, the well, pits are still a little bit too tense. Actually, it's, it's, there should be caution. a special powder flag maybe that comes out and everyone gets to powder. <laughs> That's actually what a yellow flag means. That's what go ahead. Right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, time the to. The legend, you know, the, the legendary Dick Trickle in NASCAR installed a uh, a six cigarette lighter and a cigarette pack holder in his NASCAR and would have cigarettes during his the good old days yellows. god are you ball, are you ball powdered up right now on your balls is this no, a, not no no this isn't he like wasn't, a, he wasn't expecting to sweat too much I wasn't today. driving in an endurance race in Virginia today all right. it's not in a situation I needed but it was it's there if I, I think needed. this is all relevant information I think I people can't tell you need how to know that my sponsor will be that we're having that this you powder your balls <laughs> I definitely learned something today 
I'm going to try, by the way, honestly, try, let's get you guys a sponsorship deal. Get us a free sample. I'll get you a winglet, you know, at least. Why don't we do, you know, these guys are in town for the Long Beach Grand Prix. I'm stoked. It's going to be cool. Why don't you get them some before uh, this weekend? Get us some chess, because I I don't have an exclusive on my balls. I'm going to go through the fucking pits. (laughs) If your balls are an open category. (laughs) Every inch of their car is sponsored, but their balls are not. They're going to be so happy we're discussing this. Submarine strap sponsored me. Perfect. Oh my God. It's an untapped market. The in-car camera will pick that up. Done. Well, they haven't. Fun. They what? haven't screwed you guys with halos yet, have they? No, no. We have. A, we have a good solution coming. What's the good solution? A windscreen. Oh. Yeah. Like, Not like just, a clothes. No, just like just a glass. Remember, like Indy cars, like back in the eighties. Yeah, they, right. they kind of like you kind of looked through a little bit of. Uh, it was like yeah. a plexiglass thing back then. Well, yeah. now we're making it out of F sixteen fighter jet canopy material. Neat. Wow. And so it's going to kind of sit off the front of the the monocoque, uh-huh. and it'll be open top still, but it'll kind of come just about to just the, about to head height. Yeah. And so, so will your, most of your helmet will be under all of the helmet. It'll, it'll just cover all the helmet. Is there, there any added rollover protection or is there that, actually is because the strength of those things. I mean, that, that material is incredible. Like That's it's designed badass. to take, I think a 30 pound weight at 600 miles an hour or something. Yeah, what's funny is like, they show us the graphs, the, the people that PPG who makes mm-hmm. the actual material, they show it to us, and their scale is so far removed from cars because it's all jet scale. It's jet right? scale, so it's like <laughs> it it'll jets fall out of the sky at our yeah. speeds. Well, you know what I mean? You <laughs> mentioned you said thirty pounds at six hundred miles an hour. That's a bird strike. It's exactly. meant for a bird. It's, meant it's for exactly a bird strike. at six hundred miles an hour. Well, has anyone? I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud to an IndyCar driver, but has anyone sent one into a chain link fence at two hundred miles an hour? Yes. And how that come out? How that work Wait, out? With the canopy? Yeah. No, we don't have the canopies yet. No, no, but in, with That's, that glass. We're testing. No, yeah, we're we, testing. We, yeah, no, we don't oh, have okay. that yet. Right. We haven't. I'm we, not going to be able to ask a question today. Matt's just going to keep talking there. Go ahead, Spike. <laughs> jump in. Go ahead. I just want to. I want to conduct turn. an interview here Long if I can. Yes, I, I know. I, I really. I, I love it when you come, but but please shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you for for coming in and chatting with us. I wanted to talk about uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. And uh, well, where we're at now, I think this show's probably going to air after that. But but how many races in are we at this point? So uh, we are two in. Long Beach will be the third uh-huh. for the season for the twenty eighteen season. Yeah, and how do you guys feel so far? You know, we had Graham Rahal in here a few weeks back. Sorry about that. <laughs> what does that mean? Why would you say that? Um, no, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's not. These guys, John not, and I, he's not dull at all. John and I well, wanted to pitch a show with all of these indie drivers about you guys are all kind of located in Indianapolis, right? When you're yep. when you're not racing. And and I was over at their podcast last week or or two days ago. Yesterday, yeah. right, yesterday. as a matter of fact. Yeah. Let me tell you what these guys have going on. <laughs> okay. I know I this show is going. up at this uh cute little Airbnb that looks exactly like any LA house that you would imagine. Like uh Beautiful, uh, uh, modern, contemporary home with orange seats in the background. That sounds right. Hip, yeah. kind of hip thing. They've got this podcast going on, which is called Off Track, and you can uh, catch that wherever podcasts are available. Or castbox.fm. <laughs> okay, wherever it is. And we'll, we'll get to that in a Castbox. second. Castbox.fm. There are these three very beautiful women in bikinis in the back eating, like, chips and cookies and, <laughs> and drinks. and Sister, cousin. And, no. no. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's okay to talk. These are must be girlfriends or wives. Here's what was striking about it to me because I didn't think these guys have quite the life going on. This seemed like the '60s and '70s race car racing driver life that I didn't think existed anymore. 
And yesterday it was pointed out to me that it's still going on. I think it, I think it exists. Who said it doesn't exist? Well, I mean, in the 60s and 70s, it was maybe a little more intense than, than what you experienced. Yeah, there was yeah, I mean, no... you can't drink at the track anymore. Well, exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have your smokes in the car yeah. with you. And, you know, I'm pretty sure James Hunt did, like, a fair amount of cocaine while yeah. driving race cars. Definitely. But... Yeah, there was no booze or cigarettes. But I'm just saying, the whole, the whole vibe, these guys have quite, quite the life going on, Matt. I'm not mad Revelations at it. Revelations on this show. <laughs> no, I'm not... Racing drivers surrounded by... Pretty girls in bikinis while recording their off-track I don't podcast. Think, I, I don't think people know about that, too. I know to you're me. being sarcastic, but people don't know about this. And 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 I, first of all, I just want to say I'm very proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm very proud of what you're doing. Um, I, I, I hope my uh, boys, my young boys, grow up to be guys like you. It seems like an excellent life that you've carved out for yourself there. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. It, we're very fortunate. <laughs> it has its perks, definitely. Who are these it's gir- a lot of work, though. It's, it's not all... Who are these girls? Were these girlfriends or wives? Uh, these were both. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, so it was girlfriends and a friend. Yeah, Ooh. it was Alex's girlfriend Kelly, my girlfriend Becky, and then a good friend of ours, uh, Marissa. It's an it's an excellent little scene, and they have this podcast thing set up with air conditioning, like uh, Podcast <laughs> One, which living. has uh, 200 podcasts here. It's one of the biggest podcast networks in the world. No air conditioning. <laughs> Um, it's really not that bad. Can't Look at me. I'm fucking. It's really not that I bad. I am here. sweating right now. Stop. Put the coffee down. I, I can't. I'm so put tired. Put the chassis it's been, it's on. It's a horrible day. Give me, give me I need ball powder. Can you I put need it on ball your powder. forehead? Does it work? You're but, selling, and you you're guys are doing this. Um, you're doing this podcast. What the fuck is that? What, what's going on here? I don't help help pod- me understand what's what going on. What is a podcast? I don't know what a podcast is. I know what a podcast is. What? But you guys, India's up to something bigger, what? right? Because no. I'm seeing you guys on CBS. I'm seeing you on Dancing with the Stars. I'm seeing you on The Bachelor. And now there's a podcast with girls with bikinis going on. What? What's the plan? What? What am I missing? What is the mission here? What is going on? We're trying to make IndyCar great again. <laughs> okay. And what that boils down to is there. There was a big shift that happened. What? Fifteen years ago. Yeah, Mid nineties. In in the. Uh, Cart IRL split, mm-hmm. and, and what happened was that at that time, Cart Championship Auto Racing teams was arguably an even more successful open wheel racing championship than Formula One. It was by far the most successful and and powerful racing championship in the United States, far bigger and better than NASCAR. But there was a split that happened with egos and money and power plays, and, and teams went to their separate series. There was the Indy Racing League, and then what became Champ Car. And it really just divided a fan base. Mm-hmm. Well, the the merge happened again. 2008. In 2008. And since 2008, we have been trying to claw our way out of a hole that was dug. And it's kind of our responsibilities as the ambassadors for the sport to try and, and help with that and, and raise brand awareness and to try and restore it to what it was. And this leads you to... Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I was going to say, this leads us to a podcast filmed in an Airbnb in California with girls and geese. No, because I, I really enjoyed the podcast. I thought it was a lot of fun, but it, but it seemed more entertainment-oriented, which is not what I expected it to be, and I had a, I had a very good time on it. Well, well off we're, track, happy, right? we're happy to hear that. Well, And that's just but it. But off-track so- is different than... You know it what could, I mean? It could lead you either way, right? It could lead you to here's what happened in the race, and it could right, lead right. you. It could lead you to to here's what happened. No, last but we night. were having this fun conversation about, and 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 you guys could ask uh, Matt the question about uh, Saturday Night Live cast members, mm-hmm. like pick. 
pick the male cast member, the female cast member that could beat the crap out of any other Saturday Night Live cast members. And you can pick anyone. From any Who would win show. in a fight? In a fight? In a male, battle royale. And a female. We know the, the answer. We have mm. the answer. But they would actually see how you can do. By Spike. Chris Farley on a speedball. Oh, Ooh. Chris Farley. Nobody's stopping no, Chris I, Farley on a speedball. No, no I he think w- he stops himself. I think that's Eventually the, that's he would the drop problem. dead. Yeah. But until then, <laughs> watch out. Horrible, Matt, that you would say. And it's very insensitive. Melissa McCarthy is a beast. And by the way, Chris Farley, he was a very sweet guy. He's not a fighter. He was a lover. Yeah, he would not it. fight. Uh, well. But how about this? You ready? Okay. Joe Piscopo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Muscle Joe. He'd pull out a gun. He's, <laughs> he would be armed. He's jacked up and he's angry. Yeah. And for, I think that's... his biggest competition was Bill Murray. It was yeah. Bill Murray or Belushi? It was Bill oh, Murray. Bu- oh. That's because it was your pick. Still. I think Bill, Bill Murray, Murray was a, is an, I, he is an angry he's not, guy. Is he's he? an, he, yeah, he's an angry guy. He, he, he shoves it down, though, right? Yeah, he's he volatile. Yeah, yeah, so he's repressed. He's funny. He's repressed. I think that's a pretty good guess. That's, yeah. a, that's a pretty decent fight. And then for women, who did we have? I think it was Leslie Jones was the winner. Yeah, oh. that's who I picked, Leslie Jones, for sure. But I don't, I don't know her, but I no. I she thought, just seems I thought, like she can fight. I thought Kate what, McKinnon maybe had some, like, What about Tina, could Tina Fey? No, Tina Fey's not tough. No, she's no. nerdy. No. She's super nerdy. I, I, well, it, Melissa McCarthy's Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. No, she knows she, she, was she, she not? Cast she's no, not a cast member. member. No, no, she couldn't do it. Okay. Anyway, this anyway, is the discussion this, we're having. This is, what, is that what your show is about? indie race car driver podcast. I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, the whole point is when the split happened, our fan base shrank enormously right. okay and so now not, it's it's getting better but when so that, the two series joined back together the the fans didn't come back together by that point so many had left both because oh, they really? were just over imagine if oh. the nfl split and then, and then there was AFC the afc and, and the nfc yeah. and everybody would just kind of eventually get sick of it huh. so that's what happened so we got back together and all we were left with was that core base of like the real hardcore motorsports fans and we were no longer kind of a mainstream sport and so what we've been trying to do over the last decade now is, like, like Alex said, kind of claw out of that hole and become more of a mainstream mm-hmm. conversation. And the it's, way that you do that is not just talking about racing. Not just right, talking about right. racing. So, no, you guys have been all over the place. I mean, like, you know, like I told you, I'm seeing you all over my Twitter feed. You're, You're all welcome. over the yes. place. And it does Congratulations. SEO Gold. raise awareness, and it's cool. Well, let's let's start with Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so really, I think this is going to be a lot more fun than indie racing. <laughs> indie racing is great, and we all love it, but let's talk about Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So is this – do they reach out to you? Is this the indie folks, that, that woman who does PR that uh, – Susan. Susan, yeah. right, right. Um, indirectly, yes. So so Elio Castroneves was on the show. He's an IndyCar driver. Right, He's right. retired this year. Um, and how did he do? He won it. He won it. So he, he won did Dancing it. with the Stars. He won Dancing with the Stars back in two thousand. He's a champion at yeah. everything. Helio is a champion. He's, well, he's, look at these guys. They're thin. They're in shape. You know, they're ready. Hey, you're to built for dancing. Coordinated. Built for dancing. Good. <laughs> endurance. Yeah. Endurance. It's true. Beautiful women. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Musically challenged, though. And that's, but, the, that's the hard part. Did, are, did you dance before that? Were you, you know, Spike. Spike. I am a five foot nine white Canadian kid. My this was my dance move. I'm fist bumping right. for those that can't see. So you can't do anything. N- absolutely not. Now I go- I looked up some of your dancing and I thought you were a great dancer. Well, well thank they you. Give you good training. Right? I had a great teacher. I had a great teacher and my partner. And here's who you you were up against: Rick Perry. Uh, Less challenging. <laughs> the that, fu- Rick fucking Perry. Now dude. listen, but Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you're not afraid of him, right? So, but not afraid my of my favorite. But, but wait, Ryan Loke. 
Well, I would be a little oh, afraid. Ryan, Ryan Lockie, yeah. Ryan yeah. Lockie, that's afraid his name, of right? Him doing Vanilla Ice. Unsavory. Yeah, Vanilla Ice. That guy ice, is ice a little unfair. He can dance. He's a rapper. He can dance, he, right? Yes, yeah. he comes from that background. And oh, he had the he had the dance back in the day. Yeah, the, yeah had, absolutely. So how is that fair? There was the a move. Yeah. It was actually featured in one of his dances. Did he incorporate the move? He sure did. Okay, yeah. It's like when Alfonso Ribeiro was on the show. And he did the Carlton. And he did the Carlton. Yeah. Like he had a he had a built-in thing to get some votes there. But you you're not intimidated in any way. Oh no! I was terrified. Right. No, that was a terror. Right. It was it was awful. Like right. the, the first. Sell- so Elio had to sell me on it. So they they called and asked if I would do it. <laughs> Whoa! Can you go back to the Elio selling? You? Uh, yeah. Let's what see. He, what is that call care? like? Why did he sell? He have to sell you on it? Because because so we so this was ten years later, right? So ten years since he'd done the show, and mm-hmm. I was sitting. I got a call on a Friday. It was a race weekend. And we have autograph sessions every race weekend for an hour for fans, right? So we're sitting at the autograph session. Oh, so they called me on a Friday. said, we need to know by Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I had 48 hours to decide if I was going to uproot my life for three months, move to L.A., and embarrass myself on natural te- national television because I can't dance. And so I, I sat with Elio, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know if – like, tell like, should I do this or should I not? And he goes, dude, it's, it's going to be great for the sport. It's going to be great for you. You're going to have a blast. It's, he goes, it's a lot of work, but hey – People love it. So many people see it. He goes, people still come up to me today and say, I love you on Dancing with the Stars. Now, five minutes later, a little old lady comes through the autograph line. I loved you on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and he, he just points her. He's like, the case in point. So he sold me on it. So I, I agreed to do it. But I was absolutely terrified at the prospect. And now you have a girlfriend at the time? that old lady. Yes. You do. And what does she think? So my girlfriend's an actress, so like she she understands like that this world that world the showbiz world right right. right. Um, she knows what's like being on set with somebody and, and this that, and the other. She didn't think I could dance, so she's like, "Yeah, she didn't go for it. You'll be out in a week." Yeah. <laughs> really? No, I'm, I'm, I should be home because in time for what, supper. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't she be excited for you to? She was learn very how to dance. Well, so here's the thing, okay. Because I sense something. Let me let me let me press on here. I, I watched the clip and they cut to her and she seemed a little jealous. You're dancing <laughs> with this beautiful woman and she was going. She was trying to smile, but she was. So it looked like she was like, "You're dancing with my guy," and everybody's applauding for you. So here's the mm-hmm. problem, right? Is yeah. it looks like if you watch the videos, you could argue that it looks like I might be able to dance, right? I thought you danced very well. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. But here's the problem. To do that, if you here's the thing: if music comes on and someone says, "Oh, you you can dance, go for it," no, you give me ninety seconds of a song, yeah. you give me eight <laughs> hours a day for six weeks, and a professional dancer choreographer to drag me <clears> through <throat> the routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do that for ninety seconds. You so memorize. could you? So could you? So could you? I but like. Just put on music and do something. You can't right. do the Absolutely next ninety not. seconds <laughs> right. of that song. Exactly right. So I think the problem for Becky was like she's like seeing me do all these great dances, knowing full well he'll never be able to do that with me. Right. Like, he right. can't Absorbed do that anymore. Zero. You know? <laughs> zero. I know, but then all the women in America fall in love with you, and again, all the fifty-five to seventy-five-year-old women they in America do. fall in love with you. Yes. Right. And there you go. I got a very and how far did you fan. get? You got very close, right? Uh, yeah, I came second. He came in second. Yeah, so, so Elio likes go. to remind me that he won. And, I and we were talking about this mm-hmm. on their podcast. He he took some of that money that he won and he bought. I bought a car. He bought a car. Bought nice car? Yeah, <clears throat> I bought a Mercedes AMG GTS. Oh, those are great. That's yeah. a nice car. Yeah. Couple yeah. of colors. Good choice. Is, uh, is it like the pearl white, oh, yeah. red and black interior? Oh, man Beautiful of taste. Car. That's an excellent car. That's a, a Canadian color choice, by the way. White over <laughs> yeah, yeah, white red, and white. red and black. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to give it to him. It's Canadian. <laughs> I was going to ask, are you guys <laughs> impressed by street cars ever? No. Yeah. that's I, No is usually what I get from race car drivers. Are you impressed by street cars ever, James? For different reasons. 
Like what? Build quality or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Like so our IndyCar, you're like we're never going to drive anything else that's got performance even remotely close to right. that, right? So from a performance perspective, you're like, yeah, this is good for a street car, but mm-hmm. it's not like a wowing factor. But when you get a car that performs very well for a street car but still has great build quality, great ride quality, not the <clears> most <throat> comfortable car to drive in IndyCar, mm-hmm. if I'm totally honest with you. Yeah. Uh, fast, not very comfy. So cup holders, heated seats, XM radio, and still a badass performance car, that's, that's nice to me. I appreciate that. But is the idea like, you know, here, me and Spike on Sundays, we go up and, you know, we go up in the mountains, we drive our sports cars around, you know, we, we pretend and whatever. But so do you guys, you know, do you guys get in a sports car and go for a drive or is it, is there just, they're kind of like, you just totally desensitize. They're kind of like Brian Vickers. Anymore. Remember when we were talking to Vickers and well, his, Brian his, Vickers his, dream, maniac. I don't his know dream car was the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Tesla, the Model yeah. S, as quiet as possible and air conditioning was a premium for him. That's <laughs> yeah. what he wanted. He said, I want air conditioning. Well, let me put it to you this way. So, like, I, unlike James, didn't win or finish second in a massive reality TV show. So you I finished fourth well, in one. I didn't have now, a – hold on. You were in one, The yes, Amazing yes, Race, and I do it, want to it, get to it that. It didn't pay. It doesn't pay you, well, Amazing Race. Well, like not like Dancing with the Stars. Not like Dancing with the Stars. So, so the car that I bought because I wanted to also buy a car is literally just the – biggest comfortable thing you can buy it's just right. an Audi S8 oh there you oh, go, there you go. That's, right. a that's a good choice, choice. yeah, yeah. Right? so it's not I'm not looking for a performance like yeah it'll go quick if I want it to no but yeah I, what but colors did you get gray on gray on gray very, very Audi very American very yeah. Yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah. the difference between the Canadian no and the American so wait I'd say the... it's lovely though yeah it's that's a, a great car. car and I love the fact that it has you know 600 horsepower and it massages you yeah it just does that it's the new one it's it's a sixteen, but then I I took it to Graham Ray Hall Performance actually. Oh, did you in uh, him and I, Brownsburg, Indiana? In Brownsburg, Indiana, and him and I did some work to it. That motor's oh, got go. some extra little room in it. Oh, it's got all the room <clears throat> filled. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, absolutely. Is it making like seven hundred, seven fifty, eight eighty five? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, lovely. So, Amazing Race. <laughs> I want to talk about Amazing Race. Okay. This is you were just on this last year, right? I ended in November, October, yes. and and you were on with uh, Connor Daly. Connor Daly. Oh boy, there you go. Are you friends with Connor, or do you became friends with him anymore? Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I am. I am friends with him. Maybe a little bit less after. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how, and what was the experience like? You know, did you like doing a show like that? How long does it take to shoot that series? So it was five five weeks. Five weeks. Um, I I I did enjoy it because it's competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it. It was weird how it worked out because, like, all of the stars aligned for me to be able to completely fall off the radar for five weeks, which in our sport really that is isn't, tough. isn't a thing. Yeah. Um, to, to not be able to do sponsor appearances and not tell the sponsor why and having to kind of lie to people about, oh, I'm going backpacking through Europe type of thing. Whereas <clears> at <throat> least with James, is, is it was a longer time commitment, but, like, his friends and family could still see him. His right, team owner right. could come watch him do it, and, and people knew what he was doing. I just said, bye. They take, <laughs> they take, yeah, they take your phones. Oh, they everything. take everything. Oh, like, yeah, like, you literally, can't talk literally, about I could have broken right. a leg, yeah. and people wouldn't know about yeah. it. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's like so, this is Burt Van Munster still, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I yeah. did a Burt Van Munster show. Okay. I know how this goes. I was right. with you. They, Got they, it. they take your phone. They take oh, all your shit. You're off the grid. Oh, you are so off the grid. Like The fact that we didn't know about the California wildfires or the Las Vegas... Wow, shooting so it's like or Big Brother. The fact that Hugh Hefner died. Right. You're really so, isolated. Yeah. And then you can't talk about it until they start rolling out the shows. That's correct. And how did you do? Did you win? I didn't we, watch no, it. We, but... No, no, God, we did not win. <laughs> how do you guys um, not win? We, you guys we finished, are two of the finished greatest fourth. drivers. 
You finished fourth. Um, and and that was making it on eleven out of twelve episodes. Uh huh. Sorry, eight out of nine episodes. So that was cool. Um, and that was kind of the, the the main objective, right? But what's interesting is if you win, you get you get the million dollars, which is the grand prize. Wow. If you, if you don't win, you don't get. You that. get nothing. <laughs> you get like a per diem. You get you get you get a, you get a you, bit. Are yeah. you getting paid per episode? At oh least? no, 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 really. If you, if you win legs, you sometimes get. So money that's the and thing. You guys won a couple. So legs. we won a couple legs. So Connor and I got twelve and a half thousand dollars each because we won two legs, uh-huh. and then we won a vacation to Curacao. Which I don't Together? know. Which yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know where that is. Um, I that was a blue that. liquid yeah. that you put in margaritas. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. When, when they announced that, we were like, sweet. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I will go on that. So not. what's next then? So you've, you've done these shows. You've done the podcast. Well, James has told me that he really wants to do Naked and Afraid. <laughs> uh, we could make that happen. Here we can do it right now. It's so it right here. Do it right now. How about naked and overheated? I, <laughs> I wish uh, I wish Wipeout was still a show. I had a friend who worked yes. on that show, and it was one of the most. He was one of the most wonderfully sadistic people. He would design <laughs> these challenges, just really injure people, and he really enjoyed it. I imagine that's why the show no longer exists. Yeah, it was brutal, Bru- absolutely brutal. I, I, wait, I did you guys dream. go around and like? Get an Airbnb together where you're racing, and then record your podcast about the off-track exploits. Is that your is that your concept? Kind, kind of, of, kind of. But, awesome. But, but we also like for eighty-five percent of the races take our buses, and so we record oh, them so in the buses yeah, at the track. Like our motorhomes there. Yeah. So right. there. Bus life. Bus, Bus life. Hashtag. Hashtag. Who's, got, who's got the better RV? James did. I haven't seen your new one. Your new one's short. It's but it's short. Nice. It's nice. It's new, so it's nice inside. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's a little smaller. His is, his is nicer. Mine's bigger. What's like the dopest wow feature? I need in to your take RV? a break, fellas. Hold those thoughts. Holding. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Matt Farah, and we'll be right back with more Spike Scar Radio. Do you know who Kimball Musk is? Well, you probably recognize the last name. That's Elon's brother, and he's just announced he's giving away his personal and fully customized Model Three Tesla for charity. By partnering with Omaze, the online fundraising platform, one lucky person is going to win the sixth Model 3 Tesla ever made, courtesy of Mr. Musk. And this is the Model 3, so it has everything from voice-activated controls, Wi-Fi, LTE connectivity, premium audio system, LED fog lamps, long-range battery, even taxes are covered, too. What a deal. You can enter for as little as $10. Proceeds will benefit Big Green, Kimball's own initiative to provide healthier futures to kids through learning gardens and food literacy programs. A winner is randomly selected. To enter, visit omaze.com backslash spike. That's my name. That's O-M-A-Z. Z-E.com backslash spike. Omaze is a really great find. Check out their other experiences while you're there. They've got one with William Shatner, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Don't forget to use the promo code spike to double your chances of winning on any of these. And rest easy knowing that even if you aren't the lucky winner, it's all for a good cause. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. (laughs) Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. Everybody's got a to-do list, dropping off dry cleaning, picking up some milk. 
Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. Plus, they have the funniest TV commercials. So that's got to count for something, folks. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. It's really hot in here, so <laughs> I'm not even going to take a break during the break. I'm just going to keep plowing through it. I'm here with Alexander Rossi and James Hinchcliffe, Indy Drivers, and now fellow podcasters, gentlemen. So um, I want to talk about Long Beach Grand Prix, the challenges of, the, of this race. It's going to be after the race when, when we actually post this thing. But um, I did one of those ride-alongs with Mario Andretti, and it was, you know, a, 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 any illusion that I could race a car like that on this track just melted away in that lap. It seemed impossible. It seemed like I was flying into a different dimension. But, um, it, you know, tell me about the track. It, it didn't seem like it was even wide enough to pass anybody. You know, what are the challenges of this uh, race, and what makes it uh, fun? Well, I mean, the challenges make it fun. And so the, the challenges of a, of a race like Long Beach um, are you are literally racing on city streets. Right. right? Every, every inch of that racetrack is either city roads or a parking lot. Right. And so you have concrete walls everywhere, zero room for mistake. It's not like a permanent road course where you can, like, drop a wheel in the grass, like, like VIR, for yeah. example. Um, you have a lot of surface changes because they do road work. So you go from a concrete section to an asphalt section or whatever. So that – Affects the way they, the car they, handles. They don't seem to repair the street either. I no. saw I, there were potholes. <laughs> it's yeah. like real. It's really bumpy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're driving in a car that has like an inch of ground. Well, clearance. I mean, obviously, yeah. It, yeah. Seems, it seems just very abusive. And and like what what front and rear springs? Well, I mean, I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Would you say you're running the 800s in yeah. the front? Wow. <laughs> Is if there really? If you're running 800s in the front, that's well that's, impressive. You're getting the, you get that big front grip. <laughs> yeah. Is there really that much going on that you guys can't talk about between each other? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Really? The car setups, like, that's, that's the most protected thing. The car setup, the yeah. engineering. Absolutely. Because you got to think about it. So there are, we're all given roughly the same pieces, right? Right. Uh, there are there are two engine manufacturers. There's Honda and then some other company. And uh, I'm kidding. They're a great competitor. Um, and, uh, and Alex and I both try for Honda. Go Honda. And you can buy your Honda Pilot and your local <laughs> Honda dealership. Accurate cars are fine too. Um, but so they have basically all the same parts. Other than that, and it's it's who puts all the pieces together the right way for mm-hmm. that particular track, for that particular day, with that particular weather, for that particular driver. You know, there's a thousand variables that you can adjust as the engineers and drivers and mechanics. And there's probably like 18 different combinations on that day that will work. Right. right. So trying to find the best one among the 24 guys or whatever that are out there is just so, so challenging. And like one of the big challenges about racing is it's not like your normal team sports or stick and ball sports where there's a winner and there's a loser. Right, every single race you have to beat every single person. So it's like winning a championship in every other sport, 
every single time you do it. So what what is the what is the strategy with this race? Is it qualifying? Go is, faster you, than everybody. Are else. you winning? Are you winning in the qualifying there? Because it doesn't seem like you can get around anybody on this track. So passing is notoriously difficult at any street circuit. Right. Um, Long, I, think, I think Long Beach is one of the easier. It's ones. one of the better ones, yeah. and that's why it's been around so long. I mean, we're in the forty something year mm-hmm. now of this race. After the Indy five hundred, Long Beach is the longest running event. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for a street course, it's got a very very cool mix of corners. Normally, street courses are Straight away 90, straight away 90, 90s. straight away 90, maybe mm-hmm. 180. And, but this one's got some really cool corners, cool flow. Uh, but yeah, qualifying is always key in our series. Um, strategy during the race can make a, a bad Saturday into a good Sunday. But if you're starting up front, you've got more options, and it's always it's always better to start up there. Is it a fun circuit to drive? Oh, it's a blast. It's it's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah? Honestly, yeah. Why is that? Just kind of what James said. I mean, there, there's a rhythm to it. A lot of the street courses are, are Mickey Mouse and – they're so low grip or so bumpy that it's just not enjoyable. Mm. Whereas Long Beach is <clears throat> it's street coursey and visceral and raw enough, but then it's also fun. Yeah. And it's just such a beautiful place as well. I mean, you don't really see it, but you do a little bit when you're approaching like the two three complex mm. and you're going around a fountain. And, yeah. and you're like trying to <laughs> the fountain's good. That's and you're trying touch, to get yeah. on like the landscaping and hit the flowers. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. nice. That's like, oh, I'm I'm here with some roses. While I'm like driving that, my race car. Like about Monaco. It's like, can you go around the pool? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and then between six and eight, there's like legitimate elevation. Yeah. Which I mean, a lot of road courses they mm-hmm. build these days don't even have that. They're also sterile. But this one has that kind of character. And here's the funny thing. So in 2016, it was my first time actually racing at Long Beach, and I only raced at street tracks in Europe at this point. And during the race on Sunday, going into turn, is it eight before you go down the back straight? Yeah. So going into turn eight, there's there's you're going through kind of the shopping area, the uh-huh. shopping mall. There's like a PF Chang's and yeah. like <laughs> Applebee's and all this stuff. Little and, Irish pub, yeah. Movie and, theater. And so like on the right at Crate and Barrel, so on the on the right at the apex of turn eight, there's like this restaurant and people are outdoors and they have their drinks and food or whatever. Like, from half of the race to the end, all you smelled was weed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Welcome to California. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's that was legal, funny. son. Yeah. That was coming from California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's actually yeah. on the, the that, that last corner before the, the droop downhill, there's a great pian- dueling piano bar, which I oh, highly recommend right. going to. It's like one of those, you know, the two and con- piano Contrast deals. your fans for us with the NASCAR fans. Like, is that the same uh, group of people watching the race? Or who are your fans? Who are the IndyCar fans? They're the same, but a little classier. <laughs> Just a little classier. Just a touch classier. So they have tuxedos? or <laughs> They have tuxedo t-shirts. Yeah. They have they instead have, of white beers. They have motorized RVs <clears throat> instead of fifth wheels. They right. have Canadian tuxedos. Yeah. So jeans and a denim shirt. I wish you could see more down at Long Beach. You know, I've been down to the race a bunch of times. It's hard to, you know, unless you're in a box and, yeah. you know, and, and I've been a guest of any many times and it's awesome when you're up there and you can see the cars it's hard to see the cars you can hear them but you don't get to see them that is right? a that is a street circuit trait in general right there's a yeah. couple good watching spots you know uh in turn 10 that's kind of a slower section so uh-huh. you see the cars for a little longer you can sit right outside the hairpin so like the famous hairpin the last corner on the track there is the slowest corner that we do all year long mm-hmm. you have to run sometimes special steering racks and steering arms just to get <laughs> special the angle around yeah it. which yeah. one um so <laughs> what we use is the um, so yeah, it's uh, it is a challenge sometimes with sight lines and things like mm-hmm. that. But the whole experience is awesome, and you can bounce around in different places throughout the day. So it's still uh, 
It's still pretty cool. Alex, you said you've done a few of the street circuits in Europe. Have you run like Monaco? Oh, yeah. and uh, Six years. So what's what's that like? Just the scariest place imaginable, it seems. No. No? No. Because no. it's – at the end of the day, it's, it's another racetrack. Like for us, when you're on a road course, you don't want to hit the grass. Like, uh, yeah. You exit to as much width of the track that you have, but you don't hit the grass. Well, it's the exact same with a wall. It's just the penalty's higher. But your approach and methodology and mindset does not change one bit. Um, does the visi- the visibility of it with it? Yeah, I mean, you're not seeing the edge a, of a pavement. A, it kind of a, blends a little those bit, teams. a little bit. But I mean, it, there's blind corners on road courses as well. And I think it's just something that, you know, at, at that point, once you're racing at Monaco or once you're racing at Long Beach, once you've gotten to that point in your career. Mm-hmm. You're you're more than qualified to be able to drive within an inch and a half of the wall. It's, it's a trust factor, right? Like once you know where it goes, whether the walls are there or not, you just have to trust that it's exactly how you remember it the last time you've gone through. Yeah. So that the challenge on street circuits is if something does happen in front of you, Someone you don't you don't have as barrier, much time yeah. to to react to it. How many concussions have you guys had? Let's add them up. I've, <laughs> I've had the one. I've had, had a couple. I've had a, a couple. I've had a bunch. Yeah. I mean, he had that moment where he died yeah i so. died briefly but really right, right. how yeah. long uh i don't know like a minute fuck yeah this was 2015 right yeah he had and, a bad accident this was at indy indianapolis motor speedway had a mechanical failure on the car hit the wall at about 225 miles an hour good god it was the it was the highest survivable recorded g impact in any yeah. car ever how many g's <clears throat> 126 126 g's yeah wow so like that's so like that'll concuss you pretty good. Yeah, I feel uh, like that's like worth two points. Yeah, that's probably that's a, that's, that's a two points. That's a double sure. Definitely, how do you, double you, point? You, you yeah. come out of that. Well, I came out of it with a piece of suspension through my abdomen. So that that's what the the nearly dying part came from. Right, but I mean, you come through that experience, <laughs> oh, yeah, and right, you just yeah. get right, right you get right back dismissed. in the car. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So because that's you get that question a bit, and um, you know, it, it's, you know, did you ever think about quitting or how like what was it like getting back in the car and the sh- the short the long and short of it is because i was so concussed i actually have no memory of the accident itself mm-hmm, I don't at remember, all don't remember hitting don't remember the the bits i don't remember getting pulled out i don't remember any of that stuff and i think that helps a lot in getting over it because mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned the last time i was in the car everything was fine yeah and I made a very conscious decision when I woke up in hospital to not associate anything that was happening to me from that moment onwards with the race car or that track or anything. So to me, that was just something that happened. It didn't have huh. to happen in the just car. Just like getting sick. Exactly. So like it happened. There's nothing I could do. Nothing I could do about it. It wasn't my mistake that caused the accident. It was a mechanical failure. Mm-hmm. I think that helps too. I didn't have to question my ability. I didn't think, oh, man, I, could I make that mistake again and put myself in this position again? So for me, as soon as the doctor physically let me back in a car, I jumped right back in a car. And because you like, were full confidence. And, and yeah. can we talk about the fact that 365 days later or 359 days later, he literally went back to the same track and qualified on pole for the Indy 500? That's insane. Extremely badass. Insane. Yeah. What if you had cool. – do you have any supernatural abilities because of this? He has two buttholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can it's, fart in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> if you could communicate with another world because you were there, I mean, how do you not come out of an experience of that without some sort of spiritual kind of direction or awakening just – you know, you you hear about people usually much later in life who have that brush with death and they see the world differently. 
Do you have anything like that? I, I definitely I definitely look at certain things differently. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have like the see the light moment or anything like that. No, um, I just mean maybe you don't sweat the small stuff as that's much. A, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Honestly, it, it's um, it's not only not sweating the small stuff, it's appreciating the small stuff. Right. You know, there's so many things that you take for granted in a day and, you know, little things. So, you know, I was bedridden for a while and couldn't really move very well for a couple months. And uh, I'm a pretty independent guy. And a uh, pretty competitive guy. And it was hard to – a pretty active guy. It's hard to just sit around and let myself heal. But, you know, I remember the day that I could actually stand up, walk to my closet, and bend over and put my own socks on. And it was if I couldn't do that for like two and a half months. And mm-hmm. the first day I did that, I like almost cried. Right. And it's just like there are little things that you do every day that you just don't even realize some people can't do. All right. You have earned your AMG GT. You cannot <laughs> sell this car. I know you feel uncomfortable getting out of it, but the people listening, the people from your hometown are going to say, God damn it. Are you, you're self-conscious <laughs> I want you. Uh, yeah, he's self-conscious. In Indy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. But I think need a Hellcat or something. the people of Indy are going to now step up to you and say, you keep that car. And I'm okay. glad you have that car. You earned that. Car. Well, thank you, sir. I want to get to some questions because a lot of people have questions. and uh, you, you give me the car. You can we definitely can drive that I'm car. Sure. You don't yeah, need to be. That car is definitely. not that obnoxious. No, it's not. And that's what I like about yeah. it. It's not, you know, you're not, not showing up with like a Huracan or something. That's no, it's not a Huracan. It's not a yellow V12 Ferrari. Right. It's, yeah, an AMG is chill. That's All right, fine. Mr. Rossi, uh, with F1 being the goal for a long time and getting a taste at small teams, from the driver's seat is racing more enjoyable in the Indy car. Absolutely. Um, and the reason for that is very simple. Every single time I show up at a racetrack, I know I have the chance to win. Whereas that certainly was not the case in Formula One. Okay, there you go. Do you find on the other end of that coin that IndyCar could be more popular if it had the manufacturer association oh, that Formula 100%, One had? And we are yeah. trying very hard. Yeah, to I mean, manufacturer involvement is a huge part of the sport. And yeah. that's a large source of income for teams and drivers and, and all the rest of it. Uh, well, and also a fan, an excited fan would tend to vote for a, a or root for a team over an individual driver, you think, Here's right? the thing. That's or where no? IndyCar gets yes it right. No. So Formula One, you notice the fan base is very much connected to a brand. Right. Mm-hmm. It's their Ferrari fans or their McLaren fans. McLaren fans or, you know, they they they, they are associated with that because the drivers are so inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Whereas in IndyCar, the drivers are the people that people are in love with. You don't really see people with a Andretti Autosport t shirt. You may <laughs> see people with a Marco Andretti t shirt right, right. or a Ryan Hunter Ray t shirt or a whole hell of a lot of James Hinchcliffe t shirts. <laughs> yes. Which is real annoying, Sorry about that. <laughs> but you don't see you don't see team shirts, and and that part I think is really cool, and 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 the fact that the fan base is so much in tune with the drivers is is the important thing. All right, Jay McGrath wants to know, and this is directed at you, Matt, and uh, we'll start with you. But I think we can all chime in on this one. I like this question a lot. Which car make or model car has the worst cult following of people behind it? In other words, <laughs> oh, the worst kind of people. Yeah, what car has the worst fans and the worst kind oh, of man. people around there? The worst. That's a good question. Yeah, and there's and, you no. Know, you're saying the worst. You have to really, the, really. really the what worst. is the definition of worst? Because I immediately think of Ferrari, and I think about the the, the people in the red shirts and the red hats and the red <laughs> I, socks. I, I've got one better. Yeah, let let Alex take. But it. I don't. Okay, go ahead. And and I don't dislike the car at all. I like the car a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I think Corvette owners are the worst. I, uh, I'm gonna have to go. 
See, there's there's two. That's there's, a good one, actually. There's there's like there's two ways like to go. <clears throat> there's the Corvette owners that you're probably talking about who buy shit out of the Mid America Corvette catalog, the fake Chrome. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. So there's and have the, the Corvette keychain and the right. the Corvette dad hat, yeah. the varsity jacket. Yes, those are the Corvettes that don't get bought, sold, or driven. They right. just right. are there. Uh, on the other hand, you will find a lot of young people, especially here in Southern California, buying used C5 and C6 Corvettes and running excellent lap times at our racetracks here. Um, a C6 Corvette Z06 is about the fastest you can go per dollar in street cars. M- money for I don't dollar. Yeah. Like I said, love the car. Yeah, yeah. Don't like the it's people. The people. No, yeah, it's the people. There are people. some. There are a few cool Corvette people that are uh, like Ryan Cunningham. You know Ryan Cunningham. Sure. He's a Corvette tuner. There's uh, one. He's a, he's a, no, no, no. <laughs> There's a few cool <laughs> Canadians as well. It doesn't mean we like him. Cunningham's a tuner. What I do you think? What do you think, Hinch? What, what, what group of people don't you like? Because I can tell you who I don't like. All right? I don't like small BMW 3 Series guys <laughs> because they're stuck in those cars and they're pissed off. There are a lot of Acura guys. I know it's out here. I know you guys are Honda Acura, but a lot of guys in Acuras cause a lot of trouble. But most of all, I don't like the big truck, big pickup truck guys. Oh. I find that they're a bunch of bullies on the road. So the, I'm going to say big pickup guys in L.A., and I would exclude contractors and pool guys. I'm talking about, like, my business partner, John. Oh, it's a total yeah. dick. Yeah, he drives, he drives a Dodge 2500, which anywhere else in the country seems almost like normal. Like a dually? Like, not no, a dually. No, 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 there are dually guys, too. It's, yeah. There are those. Here not, in LA, not in L.A. What do you no. think? What do you think? In L.A., a dually is absurd. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of with you on the sticking, sticking away from a specific brand and going more with, like, the genre of car. But yeah. it, it's like the, the big SUVs with, like, the soccer moms in them. Yeah. Because like they're just and, and I get it they got a lot going on there's kids screaming in the back or they're late right. to pick up Timmy from soccer or whatever it is but like some of the driving that you see out of those people is shocking. L.A. is a really fun place to learn what kind. It's like ride a motorcycle around L.A. and it's you actually will, insane. It's pretty crazy stuff. I right, don't know why you do we it. have a watch <laughs> question, uh, Matt, for you and I. Uh-oh. One thousand dollar budget. Watch guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. One thousand dollar budget for a casual dress. Or diver watch, but only a thousand dollars. Hundred percent tag hoyer. No nope. tag no hoyer. Yeah, and I would even say used tag hoyer. Yeah, used Your tag money hoyer. goes really right, far right. in a used tag. We're big hoyer. fans of tag hoyer. You're, Sponsor, you, oh, sponsored, yeah, sponsored by tag hoyer. I'm a tag What are you wearing, boy. Alex? What is that? I am wearing That's an RMO one. This is a Carrera. This was the one I actually got for winning the 500. No kidding. Is guys. that really? They Must made a hundred nice. of these. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Must be nice. I just got the Sifford uh, reissue. They're reissuing but, the Sifford Octavia. But, 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 I have that. I have the special edition Octavia. No, no. There's a new one coming okay. out. Brand new. It's getting right. delivered in a few so days. So it's not the Jack Horror. Not, uh, no, no, okay. it is not. But that's a beautiful watch. That's a beautiful watch. And Matt, I know that uh, Jerry's getting one. I, I got it. him one. He's not going to want it, and I'm going to want it. He's he's not going to want it. And telling I'm gonna me he's going to want it no matter what. Fuck. But I told him I you have can't a buyer. Beat Seinfeld. No. I think he'll Hoover up everything. It's, <laughs> it's still like a galaxy. <laughs> it's, it is. It's very exclusive, and he'll be able to lord it over people. So he's probably not going to let it go, even if he doesn't like it. But I'm a huge Damn Tag it. Heuer fan, and that is the answer to your question. Tag Heuer, yeah, a thousand used bucks. Tag Heuer is definitely going to work. Is a long way, and maybe a used Seamaster if you could find a, a Seamaster. But it, that that might be kind of beat. Uh, we kind of covered this. IndyCar windscreen, thoughts and impressions. Will the windscreen require a tear-off due to oil and debris buildup? That was when he up? told me to shut up, remember? Yeah, yeah, we, we covered that. So, yeah, <laughs> shut up. You shut up, too. Uh, what, would, uh, what would it take to get an American into F1 full-time, and how close did that come to happening with Alexander? Big cash. Pretty, pretty close. Um, it's a money question. 
it, it, it is a money question, unfortunately. Um, and I don't, I don't know that that will change, but I certainly hope that it does. Okay. Uh, do the IndyCar drivers like their new cars that have less downforce but offer better racing? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're racers, so give us something that offers better racing. It's going to be better for us. It's going to be better for everybody watching. But does that less downforce mean uh, a little instability? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. The <laughs> and cars like... move around a ton more. So, like, we've got a lot less downforce. We had a really interesting conversation about this at the first race in St. Pete uh, about the physicality of the cars. The last two years, the cars have been remarkably physical. The the physical effort required to get an Indy car around a lap of most of these tracks just went up exponentially as we mm-hmm. just found more and more downforce piled it on the car. With the reduction in downforce, we were all kind of laughing like, man, we've you know spent the last two years training for a level that we don't really have to operate at anymore. It's going to be so much. We're going to get to St. Pete overfit for these cars. It's going to be way easier than it was last year. <laughs> so here's the thing. When the car is glued to the road with all that downforce, very physical, high sustained mm-hmm. Gs, all the rest of it, but it feels like it's on rails because it doesn't move, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah, there's less. There's still <laughs> several thousand pounds of downforce, right? We didn't take it all off, but the, they're just moving so much. You're constantly oh, correcting. You you're it. way more on edge and so, holding wow. your breath a yeah, lot, basically saving your life a whole lot. Terrified, hour. yeah. So it was really it was, it was exhausting. Oh, Safety was exhausting for yeah. that reason. And it's 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 just so you still get afraid. No, you you don't get afraid. You just a little you adrenaline don't wanna, burst. You just, or... You're trying to win, and you don't want to crash. Right. So right. when you have a big moment, you hold your breath. But it's like I feel yeah. like the cardio demand is much higher. The, the the actual pure strength demand has gone down. Yes. Yeah. All right. This question is for you, Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> when I when showering with a bald head, <laughs> do you use shampoo or just soap? Are you bald to save money on shampoo? And that's from Sean Gardner. He actually but does think, it put, to put chassis on his head. Do you I think ever he put just chassis? found a way to call me a Jew without <laughs> saying those three letters. Yeah, I, would you put chassis on your head? No. By the way, and I, and I know we've talked a lot about chassis. I'm genuinely interested in this. I'll, you're you, I'll get all it. of you guys bottles. If I'll you're have them in, sent to your pits. We'll I, I, want, I want a I'll pleasant experience for my testicles, and it Who sounds doesn't? like you're giving me the reason to do that. And, and to answer the gentleman's question, I have He's just being an asshole. You don't have to answer that question. All in one. Okay. Uh, these, this guy, Alex, wants to know what Rossi and Hinch think of Matt's Fox Body. Have you oh. seen his car, his Mustang? Do you guys like Fox Body Mustangs? He can give you a quick lowdown. No, you don't. Show me. Why would you? I don't know what it's, that it's is. Cool. It's, I like Mustangs. An, it's a Mustang from the is. 1980s, the, bo- the, the square ones, the boxy ones. Mm, so already less yes than no. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but That's I can't. Extremely funny. How Less many miles? And while you're looking that up, Matt, Already how many miles are on your Lexus right now? Nine hundred and seventy-four thousand. Wow. What? So he's I have gonna... a Lexus with nine hundred seventy-four thousand yeah, miles on it. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get it to a million. How many of now those wait, miles wait. are yours? Why don't we put give like them the card for a little while? Mine. You know, you know, Matt. A per- so you, you bought, bought a Lexus eight hundred thousand mile car. I bought a Lexus with eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand miles on it. For how much? Twelve hundred dollars. That makes sense. Yeah, and then with the goal of putting, um, so when to you take it, it to a million, when you take it into a Lexus shop, <laughs> are they just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, the dealers are, and then but Lexus corporate couldn't Love give. Le- no, they don't care. What they really no. don't? No, they don't care. They should be paying they, you. They should to just but get they that don't. thing over a million miles. They should, but they don't care. They say and, and that's exactly what it's meant for. They're not impressed. Oh please, yeah, no seriously. What do you have planned for the million mile moment? So we. 
noticed on a recent trip to the Middle East that uh, over half the cars in Oman, the country of Oman, are old Lexuses. Uh-huh. And uh, my friend is working with Emirates, who is advertising a service they offer for which you can buy a business class ticket anywhere they fly, and they load the car on the plane with you. No so way. you can fly internationally with your car. Um, and it only costs the same as a as a biz, another business class. Plane yeah, they're ticket. charging me 125 bucks for a 52 pound bag. <laughs> wow. Yes, That's or you can or you wow. can do 10 Gs so, for a car. So you're gonna fly where with this car? Dubai. Okay. <laughs> and road trip the Middle East in it, and then leave it in Oman with a goat herder. <laughs> That's the plan. Here's my Fox body. I widened it, and it runs independent rear suspension, 295 square stance. It's bitching. Pulls 1.2 Gs, not bad for an 88 Mustang. Okay, I like it better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, on Sport Cup 2s, no arrow. That's impressive. Yeah, it's good. Fast car. Yeah. It's fun. I like it better than I thought it was going to. Most people do. Well played, sir. (laughs) There you go. Well played. It's not an Indy car, but it's fun. Getting back to this plan with Dubai for this, le- this thing seems a little anticlimactic. What you're going to bring it there? What would be climactic? I, you're a master of kind of social media and you things. Hear the it most... seems like you're going to have some big splashy. I don't have the thing. That's my thing. The most clima- anticlimactic part of this is that it's a six-digit digital odometer that I know for a fact will, will come to a complete a stop at nine 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 nine. Oh, it will. What if yep. it goes to zero? Are you going to sell it? It doesn't. I know it doesn't. <clears throat> oh. Because someone else has done it. It's been done. Yeah, it's been done. This is not wow. the first Lexus to get to a million. So it's don't... just my Lexus to get to a million. So, so you drive it, you fly it to Oman, <laughs> right? And, and and just leave it? No, you don't just leave it. You you go on adventures in the Middle East, and okay. then you find a, a, You're gonna a, someone d- in need of a Lexus. I get and it. Well, that's different. Continues. That's nice. And you give it to them. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'll trade if, if I, I – he, he has to now. Here you go, tribesman, a, a million in a, in a perfect world, I'd trade it for like a goat, yeah. you know, that we then eat. Right. That's, ah, that's that pretty much nice. – So a buddy of ours uh, actually bought a goat. And it was a two was goats, I think. two goats, and it was actually pretty cheap to buy the boat, the goat, until he got the bill to ship it back to America. Where what? Where yeah, did he, he buy it? Australia. He bought it from Australia. <laughs> Evidently, shipping on two goats from Australia to the states not cheap. No, I there wouldn't be surprised. More than There's probably Lexus. some quarantine involved as yeah. well. <laughs> there was some paperwork that he was not willing to fill out. Uh, the do you have any fruits and vegetables? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> neither, neither a fruit nor a vegetable. Well, oh, gentlemen. Man. We've uh, we've discussed a lot. We've discussed we've a lot of testicles. We've ball discussed powder to goat herding. Near death experiences. <laughs> we fought. We feuded. Uh, we're sweating to death. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. I wish you the best of luck this weekend, guys. Thank you uh, so much. Really, the race series is thrilling. If you get a chance to see an indie race near you, uh, I've heard rumors that they're going to be adding new tracks. Is if they talked to you guys about that? Are they even? T- well, they, I, I heard this from someone not associated with indie. Is so it, well, we added uh, Portland to the schedule this right. year so when is that uh, a street circuit or is that's it... a permanent road course mm-hmm. uh, is it, uh, which one Portland Portland International oh yeah. cool there yeah. you go yeah. Oh, yeah. so oh, we're going totally. out there uh, first weekend in September I yep. think second last race of the season before we head back to California for the finale in Sonoma uh-huh. there are there's always talks of adding new new right uh, new yeah tracks and, I've know, been out to a few and... tracks where they, they they were whispering in my ear about it yeah and you guys are on NBC Sports this year or is it NBC proper it's uh, well it's a little bit of everything we do uh, some races on ABC some on NBC and uh, sorry, NBC Sports, yeah. And okay, for, great. For 2019, uh, we're an all NBC property, eight on network, and, and the rest on NBC Sports. There you go. Oh yeah. yeah and off track, cool. where do we find that? You find off track with Hinch and Rossi on Castbox.fm, but it's available on all 
podcast mediums. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we just like CastBox. The and it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on the show. We appreciate it. was a good time. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected. And Matt Farah, I just did your watch podcast, oh. which was also a lot of fun. Check it out on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you get your uh, podcast. Watch and listen, it's called. It's a video show. Oh, I, I get it. I see what you did That's there. <laughs> I'm good at naming things. I like wow. it. Good at naming things. Yeah, and the Crown of Caliber guys are on their way out. Yes. They're I'm doing a watch with... story with Me Crown too. Me too. What, After... are you, what are you doing with yours? I don't know, but I have to race back from the ZR1 launch at Road Atlanta, which I'm very excited nice. for. The new Corvette ZR1. You Should are be good. living be the dream, my friend. Taking the kink flat at 160 well, sure... is going to be my goal in a streetcar. I've never done it that in a Don't streetcar. do it in the, the, kink, the kink down to the chicane there? The kink down the to 10A and 10B yeah. in Road Atlanta. I, I chickened out. I had a 700 horsepower Porsche Turbo, and I chickened out and took it at about 155, and I probably could have gone flat and crack 160, but I didn't have the balls. Mm. I'm going to fucking do it in that ZR1. Well, because you're going you're to be covered in chassis. So they'll be, be covered in chassis. My balls will be cool. free. <laughs> if only you <laughs> had that have... powder, <laughs> you would have been so much faster. And I'm, of course, Spike first. And catch up with me on Instagram. That's where I have the most fun. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Real quick before we go, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. That's pretty weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before they're buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.